Why, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. I'm Michelle, and as always, I'm here with my good friend, Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Michelle. How are you? I'm discombobulated. I want to use that word. That word. <laughs> it's, really... one, it, it's one of my favorite words. Well, good. Well, I'm feeling discombobulated and a little bit mad at myself because I experienced an event in which I allowed someone to steal my joy, which I should never do. Well, I want to hear the story, but then we can talk about how, when you're in the midst of that event, how do you switch it so you don't allow them during the event to steal your joy? I really wish I had these pointers before this experience because (laughs) I've given this jerk 48 hours of my time that of worry of just being upset with rather than trying to find a silver lining. But we can get into all of that. Okay, well, uh, yeah, and it's really not about silver linings. But let's tell us the story first. Okay, and I'm going to just use some general terms. So as everybody knows, we are getting ready to go on a vacation here in a couple weeks when they are Mm -hmm. listening to this podcast, we will be on the vacation. And part of the package that we purchased included a one night stay the evening before we depart on the cruise Uh and transfers from the hotel to the cruise ship. Now I'm a planner. Uh I dot my I's, I cross my T's and a while back, I realized we were flying in two nights before. So I knew I needed to line up something that other night before the one they're paying for. So I did that. And at first, I was going to go through the cruise company. I talked to the representative, explained that, and he said he would have to wait list me for that night. And I'm like, okay, well, then I talked to you and our other traveling companions, and we decided just to book ourselves. So I immediately sent him a message saying, take me off the wait list for that night, but I'll keep the one night that comes with the cruise. Uh So now we can check in for the cruise. And I am scanning our reservation. I am scanning every piece of literature I have. And there's no free, I use the word free night Mm -hmm. mentioned in any of the literature anymore. So somehow between all those conversations, they canceled our free night, but we're still going to charge us for it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm super pissed. And the transfers too. So they won't even transfer us from the hotel to the cruise ship. So that's frustrating in and of itself. But where my real frustration comes in is the way that he spoke to me on the phone. I have always lived my life believing that you catch more flies with honey. And Uh so I am a nice person. I am respectful. I try to listen to what they're saying. And I did get a little riled up in this conversation, but he started gaslighting me. He started dismissing me. He started talking over me. He started saying to me, you know, you can just stop talking and I'll try and go figure out this problem. And I'm like, I don't think you're hearing me. And I felt so dismissed, so diminished, so disrespected in that conversation that it has really taken the shine off this company that I once had. They didn't have a room for us, but they didn't notify us. 
They didn't say, hey, you know, you didn't clear the wait list. They said they sent an email, but I never saw it. So I'm just very frustrated. But again, mostly about the way I was treated and wondering why being nice isn't enough sometimes in today's society. Why I have to run to my husband who can play the bad cop, who's very Uh versed in those types of conversations to come in and save the day or to try to come to a resolution. And you bring up a lot of really good points. And I think we've all been in similar situations where you're trying to resolve a mistake, really, an error in the whole booking process. And this guy who's helping you becomes just a little bit arrogant and doesn't like being confronted that there's a mistake. And so then he turns on you and he becomes condescending and patronizing. And you wonder how much of that has to do with you being a woman versus a man. I mean, I I don't really like to go down that road anymore, but I think it has a lot to do with it. And I've been in situations like this before where, where I get riled up and I don't even hear myself the person I'm riled up with will say, you don't need to raise your voice. You don't need to get upset. You don't need to shout. You don't need to yell at me. I always think that's a very passive aggressive way to deflect in the conversation. And some people are masters at that. I think the quick response would be, which I've used before is, well, actually, yes, I do. (laughs) And I will continue to raise my voice if I need to. But what could you have done in this situation to make it better? I'm not even sure. During the conversation. Well, I was already on hold for 55 minutes to talk to him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which is crazy. The third person I talked to, because the first one's like, I can't help you. The second one's like, "Eh, I don't know what happened. You should talk to the person who you booked your cruise through. And Then when I got him on the phone after waiting for 55 minutes, it's like, yeah, I'm frustrated about this because it's part of the package. It's part, right. It's part of the package. And he kept saying, no, not always if there's not room available. And I'm like, but there's room available for our friends who booked at the same exact time, which I'm not taking anything away from you and the other couple. I'm happy you have rooms. I'm feeling sorry for myself a little bit, but Yeah, when I got off the phone, because I thought I was standing my ground from Mm -hmm. my perspective, but Rob's like, why'd you let him talk to you like that? And I honestly thought I was holding my ground. I felt very disrespected, but I didn't think I backed down very much. Mm -hmm. But it was just ugly. And I just hate that. And in the moment, what could I have done different? I'm not sure. So if you have advice, I would love to hear it. (laughs) Well, I don't know that I have advice because because what you know, it, it was a totally unfortunate situation. But what bothers me about it is 48 hours later, you're still hanging on to it, which I think we all do. I think that's, that's the sad part is, and it's really not so much about the hotel room, it is the principle of it. And it's how he treated you. And I want to say what I would do is I would bypass him. He's obviously, and I would spend another 55 minutes on the phone and I, I would find someone else to talk to because there's someone else more reasonable out there. And it could be that this guy, 
which I hate it when people give passes to people. He was having a bad day. Maybe he had 10 screw-ups that day. Maybe he's on the verge of losing his job. Maybe he's just annoyed that you're a woman. And it could just be his problem, not yours. So you maybe need to find another person to deal with. Right. Um, Please, please, please don't put me in a mode of having to feel sympathy for this man. Oh, hell no. He doesn't deserve your sympathy. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't deserve it. He's he's an idiot and he should lose his job. And I agree with our friend Christy, who suggested you do a Yelp review or you do a, you know, you use social media and just say this. I'd wait until we get back from our trip. Right. And I do have a podcast to talk about it on. So and I do think you call him out in the review at the end of the trip. This clouded the trip. This man, this gentleman is the one that clouded this experience. And here's why. You call him to task. And he's obviously not going to let you call him to task one-on-one. So yeah, you pull out the stops and you start finding other ways to call him to task. I agree with that. And I know that with this particular cruise line, they respect those surveys. They like reward their employees who get their names mentioned. And I do hope, as you said, take to task the ones who have caused a little bit of a blemish on their record, which this is a blemish. And I'll tell you, I have two future trips planned with them. And I'm going to see how this goes. I'm going to see how this all plays out. I'm going to ask for a different representative moving forward. Mm -hmm. But yeah, absolutely. And it may not create a big impact for him when it's just you. But if he's treating other people the way he treated you, and it's not just because you're a nice person. This is his this is his dark side coming out. When he's selling you the package, he's Mr. Salesman and you're his best friend. But when push comes to shove and you're calling him out on something, this is his true personality. You're not the only person he treats like this. I really don't like when people push me into a corner like that. And mm-hmm. there, in his mind, it probably has been resolved because I did get an email this morning saying uh-huh. that they were going to credit us back $300 for a night's stay. Oh. Well, that's nice, except I'm waiting till last minute to book a, a hotel and the rate mm-hmm. is $700. So losing $400 and still don't have transportation. But it's a start and... I'll unleash the rob on him. Well, I have given this way too much of my time and attention. So do you have a way to like just release it just to say, whoo, like I know I can breathe deep and calm myself down and just say a future Michelle problem. Do you have any advice? No, I think that's just the route you have to take. Breathe deep. so. Take pause and move on. You don't have to work with this guy again. They have other representatives. And then be done with them. Don't carry him around. I just need to let it all go and know that I am a good person and I'm not a crazy person and continue Mm -hmm. my approach to life, but with a little bit thicker skin, I think, somehow. Right. Yeah. I needed to channel a little Suzanne into my life. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Well, let's move on to the next uh, section because we have some fun things to talk about also. 
Let's do it. Okay, and we're back. And because we're getting ready to travel, I thought it would be really fun if today we did some more would you rather questions, all travel themed. I think that's a great idea. Good, because I found some really fun ones and they just made me smile. And I'm like, these people are clever. These are really good thought provoking questions. (laughs) Okay, let's have it. Okay, so the name of the article is 110 plus would you rather travel questions. And I found them at findingalex.com. Now, I'm going to give you an easy one to start with because I don't want you arguing or making up different scenarios. So here's the okay. first one. <laughs> you can go easy on me, but but you know if there's an argument in there, I'm going to find it. But go for it. Okay. Would you rather only travel to tropical destinations for the rest of your life? Or would you rather only travel to snowy places for the rest oh, for of your life? Oh, God sake. <laughs> I said it was easy. That doesn't even deserve a response from me, for Pete's sake. I grew up in Alaska. It's like, yeah, I've done my time in snowy destinations. So let's move on. Just keep it going. Okay, so you're going to say tra- tropical destinations. Uh, yeah, and you don't have to answer that either because I know you agree with me. Yes, I do on that question. 100% agree with you. Okay, here's another one. Would you rather go glamping or stay at a five-star hotel? (laughs) For God's sake, these are stupid. I'm starting easy. I'm I'm bringing the ones you're going to have to think about here in a moment. Okay, well, yeah, I'll just move on because if I, I'm not even going to answer because everybody knows me well enough to know the answer to that. Well, I'm going to guess an answer for you that it would be a five-star hotel. I'm not responding. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> leave it open to interpretation then. Okay, yep. here's one. If you want one that's a little more thought-provoking, would you rather travel first class everywhere but only stay in two-star hotels or stay in five-star hotels, but fly in a middle seat in economy every time you fly. Sorry, neither. I wouldn't yeah. go. You I have wouldn't to pick go. one. No, you make no. this so difficult. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I realize that I sound entitled and I sound spoiled and I sound whatever, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't make that choice. But what if you had to make a choice? I don't, because I would choose not to go. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get another answer. You sound very (laughs) determined there. (laughs) I would say, for me, I would rather stay in a five-star hotel and fly in a middle seat, only because flights are probably, at the most, 12 hours, let's say depending on where right. you're going, and a hotel stay lasts longer. So I would take the crappier seat and be miserable mm-hmm. to have a nicer hotel. Is that how you felt when, and I realized, but is that how you felt when you were flying home from London and they lost your bags and you missed a flight because the flight was delayed? And it's like, there's so much more to being in a middle seat in coach than just the flight. It's, You know, they're just all of those little elements. You don't get the attention you need when there's a problem. 
you know, when a flight's delayed, when you miss a flight, when they lose your bags, you don't get the same level of attention. Well, on that particular flight, we were all in the same plane, or I was going to say boat, but we were all on the same plane, and there were several people who had the same issue. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter where you sat, you were going to miss your flight. Right. So, no, I still stand by that. It was, and I have mm -hmm. questions coming up that will address like missed flights mm -hmm. and baggage delays. So we mm -hmm. can get into that more there. But no, I still think I would sit in a middle seat and mm -hmm. hopefully have someone next to me that I really like, like my God, husband. You are, such a, you are such an optimist. It's like, I'm not doing it. I, you're going to be on that trip by yourself. I won't be with you. Okay. <laughs> this is what this is going to go like. So I'm just going to go on to the next question. I'll probably get an argument here too. Probably. Would you rather spend a long haul flight stuck between two crying babies or two snoring old men? Oh, I would sit between two crying babies in a heartbeat. I would probably beg those mothers to let me rock those babies. I would, in a heartbeat, I would sit with crying babies. Okay, I think I would sit with crying babies also because snoring is just miserable. Right. And then they get pissed if you wake them up because they're snoring, which I would do. I would elbow them. I would I would ask to get up and go to the bathroom. I would do all of it. But and let's be clear, I wouldn't be in a middle seat between two snoring men or two crying babies. I'd be next to one, but I'm not going to sit between them. Well, it <laughs> doesn't I say. Won't take them because I won't be in that middle seat. Remember, I won't be on that flight. It doesn't say middle seat on this one. It just but says. But you're sitting between them. But in first class, they have like the two, two, and two configuration. So you could be in the middle two and then have people on each side of you. Okay, well, I would take the crying babies because I think there's always a way to calm down a crying baby. I agree. And if it's your husband who's next to you snoring, mm -hmm. that's just embarrassing. Like, well, I would you have to claim husband. him. <laughs> you yeah, have I to would be like, this my... is my person. <laughs> yeah, I would wake my husband up. I would say, honey, you're snoring. Oh, but, but I'm just going to say, my person, that guy... It's not about the snoring. It's about when he has his earphones in and they make that announcement that says you have to wear your earphones, have respect for your neighbors. But he sings along to the song that's playing in his <laughs> earphones out loud. Of course he does. Uh, we, yeah. And we have people almost every flight that will comment. They're usually very nice about it. Like they'll say, oh, you have a great singing voice. And oh, I love that song you were singing. He's not aware that he doesn't. But he's and he has a very loud voice, so he'll just belt it out, and and everyone's like, "Where is that music coming from?" And it's my husband singing out loud. Oh, Jeff! I he know. always brings so much it, joy to your life. It's, it's a little endearing, actually, when he does it because he's so oblivious to it, and he does have a good singing voice. But yeah, talk about embarrassing! That it can be a little embarrassing along with that endearing. Well, Thanks. do you remember the last flight that Rob and I took? We were flying from Vegas to London and he fell asleep and he has a habit sometimes of just talking in his sleep and having conversations mm -hmm. with hand gestures and stuff. And right. the flight attendant came behind him and was like, I because I was taking a picture. So he came behind him and he was doing like hand gestures and like pointing at him. It was so funny. <laughs> And Rob's like, you videotaped that? I'm like, it was funny. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should have. 
woke you up, but I didn't. Would you want them to wake you up if you were snoring on the Um, plane? No, because I don't sleep that easily on planes. And um, and I know I snore. And I've been woken up before when I'm snoring. And yes, I get really upset because it's like I'm finally asleep and now you're waking me up because I'm snoring. Well, at least we got a definitive answer on all those questions there for that one. So I'm going to move on to the next question, which would be, would you rather miss your flight or lose your luggage? I would rather lose my luggage. And have to wear the same thing day in and day out? No, because I'd go out and buy new clothes. Oh, an excuse to go shopping. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. the way you think. It happened, actually, when my youngest son was about seven, for whatever reason, he the airlines lost his bag and he was so upset about it and no big deal. And we went to the gap and we bought him new clothes and his bag actually didn't show up for like three days, but he had all, all new clothes to wear. Cause I said, the bag usually catches up with you eventually. Very rarely. It's never, well, only once has it happened to me where I never saw that bag again. That's disheartening. And when we flew back last time, we didn't have our bags for a week. So had we been going on vacation, that would have been a big problem. So I would probably rather miss a flight and be rebooked and have the inconvenience of waiting in the hotel or having to stay overnight if I could get my bags going on a flight. On the way back home, it might be flipped the other way. Right. I don't know. Missing a flight, because then if you have a connection, you're going to miss your connection. I mean, it's such a pain in the ass to deal with that crap. Yeah, no, it's all a pain. Travel is just a pain. What do you think about this question? Would you rather have every single flight delayed by an hour for the rest of your life or always have your suitcase be the very last one on the baggage carousel? Well, I'd rather have my flight delayed for the rest of my life every for an hour for the rest of my life, because then I just plan for that extra hour. And you can always find something to do in the airport. You can go have a drink. You can read a book, you know, but to stand there and wait for that last bag. Oh, my God. I don't I don't like to check bags for that very reason, because it is. Once you get off that plane, you want to get home or get to your destination. You don't want to sit around and wait for a stupid bag. That is so true. And I would agree with that also for the same reasons. Okay. Now we're going to go a little bit to the sentimental side of Suzanne or see if we can dig deep and get there. But here's the next question. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather spend a month staying at a dodgy hotel with your best friends, or spend a weekend at an ultra luxury hotel all by yourself. <laughs> That's again a no-brainer. A weekend in ultra luxury by myself, without over, a doubt. Over time with your friends? Uh yeah. A month with my friends in a dodgy I don't even know what a dodgy hotel is, but I'm not staying in a dodgy hotel for a month. Not happening. I don't care who I'm with. <laughs> And you don't care about all the FOMO that's going to happen because you chose not to go with them. For a month, all I'm going to hear about is the drama that ensued for a month. <laughs> it's like, 
I could do a week with friends, but probably not in a dodgy hotel. Okay, well, what if the the question was a week with friends? Would you rather do that versus the ultra luxury hotel for a weekend? Or okay, well, well, I'm just saying we are doing that coming up because we will be in London and we are not at the hotel of my choice. I'm not saying it's a dodgy hotel. I passed on the ultra luxury hotel so that I could be with my friends. So question answered. Okay, and I don't really know why I'm giving you such a hard time about this one, because I probably would pick the ultra luxury hotel by yourself for a weekend too. Right. But FOMO does get bad for me. And I really do like mm-hmm. spending time with my friends. So I don't, I, I probably would. Now I'm like even backpedaling okay. on that. So yeah, I was gonna say a month is ridiculous. Not a month, You're never a, week, yeah. a week, a week, I would do it. Right. It, it would be pretty even if it was a week, which would I, I think I would actually, if it was a, just a week would be with my friends. But if it was a month, I would mm-hmm. pick the other. So, okay. Okay. Okay, here's the next question. And this will be the last question just because of time. And mm-hmm. it's sentimental. Would you rather travel back in time to meet your great, great grandparents or travel into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? I would travel back in time and meet my great, great grandparents. Really? I thought for sure, knowing how much you love Logan and Audrey, that it would be going forward to meet their kids' kids. No. And... And you know why, um, and and this is because I just cleaned out my mother's home to sell it. Do you know how many unanswered questions there are about my family's history that could so easily have been answered had they known at the time that it would matter to someone in the future? How many times I have said, gosh, I would have loved to have sat down with a, con- a conversation with any one of my grandparents. I only had one grandparent who lived to see me as an adult, but my other three grandparents all died very early. So, oh, just the questions I could have answered that, that died with them. You know, the answers to those questions died with them. So I would go back in time. And I would agree with you. I would go back in time also for many of the reasons that you stated, just to know them. What were they like? What was their story? What can I write down so I can take it forward and remember it and it doesn't die with them? So mm-hmm. along with you, I would go back and meet my great, great grandparents. I think that would be really cool. And as you said, answer so many questions and give me a better sense of where I came from. Okay. With all that, why don't we move on to closing? Well, that half an hour went by fast, Suzanne. We started out in a place of discombobulation and ended up having a fun would you rather session thank you for being a good sport with all that of course and being that this is the first episode that will be released in july i think suzanne has an announcement about the book of the month 
I do. So this book I picked, it's a familiar author, although I have never read her work. But she has won a Pulitzer Prize. And my mom was recently fallen and hurt her back. And so she was in a rehab hospital. And to help her fill her downtime in the hospital, I bought her this book. And and she loved it. She loved it. And she said, it's beautifully written. This author is a fantastic writer. So the name of the book is Whereabouts. And it is by, and I'm going to chainsaw her name, Shumpa Lahiri. And I'll spell that for you. J-H-U-M-P-A, Shumpa Lahiri, L-A-H-I-R-I. And she won the Pulitzer Prize, not for this book, but for a different book, which it was called um, Interpreter of Maladies. But I think it's going to be just a really good read. And what is the genre of this book? It's about a woman, as I understand it. It's a novel about a woman in her midlife questioning the path her life is on. And it's a very simple story. It takes place over the course of a year and how the city she grew up in, some some event in her life changes her view of where she's at in this city that she has lived in her whole life and the routine that she's been in and how her life evolves because of the questions she's asking herself. Now, that's my interpretation of the description of the book. I'm not sure how accurate I am. Okay, well, it sounds like something different than we've read before, but something that maybe because we are in our midlife, we can relate to. So I'm excited to jump into the book and see what it's all about. Yeah. And again, Suzanne, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, to talk me off the ledge, to knock Mm -hmm. some common sense into my brain. (laughs) Do you have something special or something to sip on for our listeners today? Of course I do. This quote is, your talent determines what you can do. Your motivation determines how much you're willing to do. And your attitude determines how well you do it. And that was originally said by Lou Holtz, who was a football player and I think a coach at Notre Dame. Wow, that's very impactful and it's resonating today. So thank you for sharing that with us and all our listeners. And I guess the only thing there is to do for this episode is just to say cheers, everyone. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers.